Professor Peter Williamson, thank you very much indeed for talking to me today in the Judge Business School Window on the World podcast. Is it possible to compare the position of Britain and China during the current economic downturn? Because they both seem to have been affected. I think everybody has been affected because we're now living in a highly interconnected world. So this idea that people had that decoupling of some parts of the world might happen, uh, I think was just dreaming. There are knock-on effects uh, everywhere, and we see this all around us. On the other hand, I think we have to uh, be quite clear that... China is in a very different position from the UK as it enters this recession. Firstly, it has a high savings rate. It's sitting on around two trillion US dollars of foreign exchange assets. And uh, on a high, on the other hand, we have uh, in the UK uh, high deficits, uh, both in the government, high borrowing. So. Although everybody is going to be affected, I think we're likely to see a growth rate in China somewhere still around 7% a year versus actually shrinking here and home in the UK. Well, that explains it. But, but how would you say China has caught a cold in this current recession? Well, a significant amount of the Chinese economy, roughly one-third of the growth in the past cycle, has come from exports. Uh, the U.S. being its uh, most important market, but Europe also being significant. And therefore, once demand has fallen off a cliff in those markets, you are going to get a knock-on effect inside China. The Chinese government's trying to do a lot to counter that by stoking up domestic demand, spending a lot of money on the infrastructure. But as our government here in the U.K. has also found, that takes some time to get moving. So you... Uh, have this effect, but I do think there will be still a strong growth in China uh, compared to the kind of levels we're used to in Europe, even through the recessionary cycle. So when we talk about China and India, the emerging economies being the powerhouses economically of the world, that power, business, that power play isn't going to change during the recession. I don't think so. I think uh, you know, everybody has dropped down a few notches, but they're still actually uh, powering ahead uh, much faster than the kind of stagnation we see here in the West. Uh, but I think also that means that there are opportunities for Western companies if they can unlock the mass markets in those countries like China and India. Do you think the Western world has lessons to learn from the business models of China and India, perhaps lower pricing, lower costs? I do think there's some things to learn because I think we're going into a period where being able to deliver value for money is absolutely essential. You need to have very keen uh, value for money offerings if you're going to unlock the mass market in the developing world where people's income, even the so-called middle class, is around four or five thousand US dollars or two and a half to three thousand pounds per annum. Plus, I think uh, as uh, people in the West are squeezed by the recession, they're also going to be looking for for more and more value for money. And it's interesting that the companies in China and India, because of the situation of their home market, have actually developed some interesting capabilities about being able to deliver better value for money than many global companies have experience in doing. 
So what strategies should the West follow? If it's got a few lessons to learn to notch up our growth rate in the West, what should it look to China to do and to copy? Well, I think the first thing to uh, think about is how to bring high technology or new technology more quickly to the mass market where you can build volume. So not to see it as purely, well, let's put the new technology into a niche business, uh, into a niche segment at the high end, but how to bring it more quickly into the volume part of the market. And that's certainly what Chinese companies have done, the better Chinese companies have done, lots of industries, uh, taken new technology and made it affordable to many people. So I think that's a lesson that uh, Western companies need to learn. And it's interesting that many Western companies actually know that from their subsidiaries inside China and India, but not always does the headquarters listen to those lessons. And I think it's about time we took notice of what our subsidiaries in the developing world might have to teach us. So if we're looking at value-for-money strategies during the recession, that could mean more creativity, more innovation into the Western business model. I think that's right. We often think of innovation and creativity as more bells and whistles, more functionality, fancy technology. But maybe in this recession we have to turn our creativity to how do we change the business model to deliver more value to money for money, uh, to bring high technology to the mass market more quickly, to give customers more choice without charging them a huge price premium, and to do something else that the Chinese companies have done, and that is to say, is us a niche market uh, only small with few customers because nobody really wants this product or because the price is so high that people are put off. So you see a number of different uh, products, be they portable DVD players or uh, refrigerators for storing wine, that the Chinese have said, you think it's a niche market with only a few customers, but we think we can turn this into a volume mass market if we change the value for money equation. And, and so that really means that the West has to be on their toes during the recession because, of course, the tendency is to draw up the drawbridge and, and perhaps like America say, well, you know, we've got to have a few trade restrictions. We've got to do something differently now because we're in a recession. I think that's right. That's our natural reaction is to uh, batten down the hatches, to cut back and so forth. But uh, the interesting piece of history here that some of the companies that we know uh, well, today, like Kellogg's or Procter & Gamble, they actually rose to prominence and dominance in their market during the Great Depression. And the way they were able to do that was by this strategy of finding ways to deliver value to money, value for money, to the mass market. It's value for money strategies. This is something the West can look to emulate from China. I think so. Again, as I mentioned, uh, thinking about new technology in terms of its mass market potential, not just its uh, uh, potential at the top end is one of those. And what you see also is many of the successful Chinese companies have looked at the uh, 
product and said, how can we find innovative ways to make it more cheaply? A good example is the lithium-ion batteries that are in many of things from portable telephones to uh, the modern electric cars. Now, they were prohibitively expensive a few years ago, and a Chinese company, BYD, looked at them and said, how can we make them using cheaper materials? And they learned to do something else interesting. They learned to make them at ambient temperature. And that meant they didn't have to build an expensive dry room plant to build these things. They took the cost of them down from $40 each to just $12. And that opened up a mass market. So I think it's that kind of creative thinking about cost that we have to focus on in this recessionary period. So do you think that the Western economies may come out of the recessionary period with their own version of the Chinese dragon low-cost companies? I think that will happen. Uh, I think some companies probably will see that opportunity uh, more significantly than others, but that's what we should be looking out for because what you typically find at the end of a recession is that some of the leaders in the industry were toppled off their perches and some other people came up. And the distinction between those two groups of companies is generally about whether or not they found ways to creatively reduce costs and deliver more value for money for their customers. Well, I shall find my way back to the boardroom or back to my workshop and see if I can rework my own business models. Professor Peter Williamson, thank you very much indeed for talking to us today in the Judge Business School Window on the World podcast. Thank you very much.